Hello and welcome back to another episode of Beth Palbam. I'm your host, Paul, and this week's episode is Loki episode five, Journey into Mystery. And always joining me this evening is Tony. Glorious purpose! And Josh. <laughs> that was so weird. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> We're having one of those evenings where we can't get anything to work. No. <laughs> Um, we're we're being techno tards tonight, so um, um, it could could be interesting. Um, so yeah, let's let's dive into it. We're on the penultimate episode. Can you believe it? We've only got one more episode. Um, you know what? Um, After the way that that episode ends with just that final shot, which I won't like, just jump ahead there. Um, I I actually can because it is kind of the it's like going on once more onto the breach type thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So let's dive in. Um, few notes on the the opening opening scenes. Um, I'm I'm not going to really touch on that first thing because it doesn't really give us much um, to start with. The, that kind of comes in a little bit later. Um, the the main bulk of that opening scene just in the obviously in the timekeeper's chamber. Um, cool um, camera work though in there. I thought. Yeah, yeah. I actually thought it might have worked better the other way around, but obviously we have that shot of going through. Um, it wouldn't have worked if you'd done it the other way around. So I know it's why they did it. So on the nose, though, it's just everything's turned turned upside down. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah we've got that, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, so diving into to where we left off, really, from the last episode, New York, the destroyed New York looks absolutely superb. Oh, it's brilliant. It's proper like Last of Us, isn't it? Yeah. It, 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 not entirely New York, is it? I've, I've no. Bits and pieces of it. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, if either of you had, had seen it mentioned, but if you look at the Avengers Tower as it goes past, um, it does go past very quickly. It says Kang on it. Yeah. Rather oh, than Avengers or Stark. Yeah. Um, which is uh, an alias of Kang. Ooh, yes. Um, so it's um, he takes on. I can't remember whether they said it was Oscorp, um, and he changes the name, um, and it, it only turns out at the end that it's him. I mean, in um, fairness, the theory has been floating around for like ever since they sold off um, Avengers Tower that like either the Fantastic Four or Norman Osborn was moving in. So yeah, yeah. So that's not a surprise. Um, Alia. Um, it reminds me of a little, a little bit of Domamo, just the design. Um, I don't think they've strayed too far from their yeah. um, godlike being in a cloud. He, he's a bit like, a, like a, a fart version of a kaiju to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at least he's not, he should not be named from the Fantastic Four. <laughs> well, yeah, he's not. Oh, yeah. Not to Galact, Galact Cloud, as, as he was known as. Um, yeah. Uh, then we flip back, as I said, the, the bulk of that stuff um, with Sylvie and Renslayer then pays off in, in this this scene. Mm. Um, Renslayer is becoming more and more of an irritant to me, and I'm glad we're seeing less and less of her now. I, I just want to know why she took... Uh female Loki that's the only thing kill her off after that after she reveals all or kill her and then like there's a flashback I just want to know why yeah 
Yeah. See, I'm liking her story. I, I want to know because she clearly doesn't know what's been going on a lot of it and who formed it. But she's obviously she's choosing a side we can see, and she she's obviously choosing the wrong side. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then obviously we get Sylvie uh, bumping herself off um, for a term, want of a better word um, to send her to the the end of time, um, which I thought was quite clever. Um, didn't see it coming to be honest because I thought yeah, oh we're going to get an episode of, of her trying to get there mm. um, and then to, for her just to go right stop this I mean the only fair- way I know how to do it is by yeah I mean in fairness from a writing point of view it is the quickest way to get her there rather than yeah. having that full episode long adventure of her trying to get to wherever this X point is so yeah yeah um, and then I, I just noted that there's uh, a lot of Easter eggs in the in the field around what we we see as New York. Thanos uh, copter. Yeah, which we were we'll be coming up to in a in a moment. Um, but then the the variants themselves, the the other three, um, obviously not including Alligator Loki. Um, but the other three, they're all great performances in very different ways. Um, obviously, Richard E. Grant is the big Loki that you expect. Yeah. Um, but then the other two are quite nuanced performances. Yeah. Like, like, the kid, yeah, yeah. The, like the kid is is very arrogant, like you'd expect Loki to be. But in other ways, he's very much different. Like, I killed Thor. <laughs> um, just without even thinking about it. He just blurts it out. Whereas the, the other one, is just very braggy, but also kind of downplayed in his in his ways. Um, then, as you say, we get the Thanos copter in the background. Um, I'm sure none of us saw that one come in. No, definitely not. Um, but then the, ne- the next one we did see coming, and we've talked about it in literally every single episode about Loki, yeah. uh, and that is our dear Throg. Hey! In his little glass case with Hemsworth's voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you can you can just about hear him going, let me out. Um, <laughs> as he's trying to get to Mjolnir. Um but they've come out today and said originally Throg was meant to be in episode one. It was meant to be in, you know, when he shows him when Mobius shows him all the all the different versions. Mm. We were meant oh, to that see, been so cool. We were meant to see Throg taking Loki out. Uh-huh. Um, but they said it they even filmed it. Tom had filmed all his bit, and uh, they said he was hilarious, but it just it didn't fit with the time. Um, on the on the episode, um, if you get a behind the scenes episode or or series of some form, like I want to see that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think we can safely say now, Miss Minutes is basically just a pawn. I don't yeah. think she's going to be yeah. anything yeah. more than that now. No. Um, that scene of her just really slowing everything down so that they could get all the all the hunters to come in yeah. uh, to try and stop Sylvie. Um, I said that Sophia's not really my my type, but there is something about her as Sylvie that is very different. In, in real life, she's kind of... She's quite hippie-like. Um, and it's strange because she's, she's local to where I live. Um, <laughs> So, but she's she's not my type. But but in this, she she very much is. There's there's a look about her 
Yeah. I think it's the hair color. The hair color suits her much better. Um, then I noticed that we get Roxy wine. Yeah. Uh, I get the funny feeling Roxon's going to play a bigger part going forward. Mm. I would Wait. imagine so. I think they're going to be like a corporation that uh, She-Hulk goes against or something. Yeah. They seem to be very much plugging it at the moment. The interesting for me coming out of these scenes where they're sat around chalk and drinking is, is, that, is that revelation that Loki faked his death. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure we're going to come back to that again at some point. Yeah, uh, I'm sure we will as well. Um, there, and now we find out that quite clearly Loki has it in himself to love Thor. Um, I think he, he gets that now. Um, now he's spoken to, to classic Loki. Um, I think we'll, we might see that further down the line as well if we get a fifth one. We know Tom's not in Love and Thunder, but I get the feeling there'll probably be another one after that. Um, I said that any speech from Tom becomes very Shakespearean every time. It doesn't matter what the, the context of the speech is. It will just become uh, Shakespearean no matter what. He's got that stature about him, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, I said I was a little disappointed in the fact that we don't get much of President Loki. It oh, kind yeah, of feels, that really pissed me off, that. It feels kind of like a joke addition, like Throg and Alligator Loki, that he's yeah, just been well, thrown in yeah. there because of the fans. Yeah, well, the trailer seemed to suggest he was going to have quite a key part or maybe an episode. Or, I, yeah. I, I mean, I even imagine it would be our Loki, possibly, that was going to be President Loki at some point when they all turn on him. In that, yeah. In the yeah, and that kind of is the one letdown because the, tra- the early trailers all made it feel like it was going to be travelling through time periods. Yeah. And really, he hasn't done that much. He's, obviously, we've had a couple of episodes where he's gone off, but he's not really been involved in history as such. He's just gone mm. to a certain time. And that's yeah. it. We got that one scene in the in the opening episode. Yeah, there was uh, something. The... the trailers gave me this sort of little bit of a quantum leap kind of vibe. Yeah, he's going to be jumping around, meeting versions of himself, and sorting out some problem for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, then we get to uh, Sylvie being in the at the end of time. Um, I felt felt they really missed the trick. Mobius should have been driving a red and yellow car, not a pizza truck. Yes. Why was yes. he not driving a car that looked like Lightning McQueen? Yes. <laughs> I don't understand that. Um, I love the fight scene of all the Lokis. I think it's so well done. Um, throwing in, obviously, classic Loki's projections as well when, oh. they, when they escape. How awesome was Gator Loki when he just bites that hand off? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but the best bit of that is Tom's squeal. Yeah, he goes off. Oh, the hand's gone. It's just brilliant. He's, his reaction is just superb. He just looks down and just lets out this girly scream. Um, I love the way he plays out with, with, with Tom and the mate. As our Loki, as we'll call him now, just stood yeah. back and just not at all surprised that it's gone down like it has. And he just yeah. weaving his way through it. It's just brilliantly done. Yeah. Um, then we get back to, to Renslayer and when she goes to see Hunter, I really feel sorry for Hunter now. I'm going to call her that because I can never remember which number she is. There's too many numbers. B15. Yeah. I feel really sorry for her because clearly she wants to do the right thing and can't. It's a great scene when... When she tells her the difference between Renslayer and her is that Sylvie needs to know the truth. Yeah. And, and basically she will do anything to find out what it is. And it's just yeah. Renslayer's gone straight to, to Hunter. 
Yeah. Uh, I also love going back to, to Sylvia and, and Loki, the, the scene of the two of them together when he puts the blanket around them. Just, it's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. It's so well shot. And just the, the pairing of, of those two, is, they just bounce off each other so well. Yeah. And then also in, in that scene and the scenes that they have together, it, it kind of just completely highlights the point of the show is about is about Loki loving himself and learning to love himself. Yeah, and just, definitely. And the way they've done it through her is just brilliantly done. Yeah. He, a, we found out that he's always had quite a low self-esteem and it's always been bravado and blagging. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think we get to the, the crux of the episode. Richard E. Grant and this this final couple of scenes just it's like he sees everything he acts in as some highbrow high-end movie yeah and it's just brilliant it's just superb um both this scene when he when he tells him what they're going to do uh i love the scene of him turning around as well when he can't quite drag himself away Mm, yeah they start and he double takes and you just you look at him and you go He's not going, is he? He's yeah. going to do something here. Coming back, isn't he? Yeah. And the um, way he goes, just brilliant. Yeah. Uh, the the Mobius and Loki moment um, completely brought tears to my eyes. It was it was great to see Loki accept that he has got a friend. But I just love the way he, he looks at Sylvie. Like, You're my favourite. It just, yeah. it just brilliant. It just sums him up. It's just brilliant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it just. I mean, Wilson Channel and Bruce Forsyth. Which is... Oh, good game, good game, good game. Didn't they do well? Just so you know, you're my favourite. <laughs> um, and then I I, uh, I love the fact that Loki thinks he's enough. Our Loki thinks he's enough um, of a distraction. Yeah. <laughs> just, he's still got a little bit of arrogance about him, isn't he? Yeah. You just know full well that he, he isn't of that power yet. Um, yeah. He'll get there. He'll get there eventually. But you just know uh, at that point that he isn't. Um, but then one of my favourite bits, and it's not even what's on screen, it's the use of the theme tune as the the battle starts. Mm. It's just wonderful. The the score in this, and, and I'm going to touch on it now, and I know, Josh, you haven't seen it yet, but Black Widow's score is fantastic as well. Is it, yeah? Um, and they've just really nailed the music at the moment, just brilliantly. And and this is is no different. Um, the use of the theme is is just great. Um, I said it's very Ride of the Valkyries at that point. Um, just the use of it and and the the Asgard illusion that uh, Richard E. Grant's character gives us is is stunning as well. Oh, it's magnificent for VFX, though. Yeah, um, just brilliant. And then, of course, Tony, do you want to do your uh, line from earlier? Glorious purpose. Um, it just so well done. And it feels perfect comic book Loki. Yeah. In that moment, he couldn't be any closer. Um, yeah, I mean, if they'd have if they'd have started the MCU by being dead faithful to the sixties comics, Richard E. Grant would have been the perfect Loki in the Avengers film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love it. It's also, we see it so often in films where that character makes that sacrifice and, and they're laughing as they do it. That sort of, a, that victory laugh they do. Um, the, <laughs> it was all, I just think the other, 
like like um Randy Quay at the end of Independence Day, things yeah. like that. Yeah, definitely. I can I can definitely agree with that. Um, and then then my final final couple of notes on the episode uh, for a character that I thought was going to be a pain in the backside. Sylvie is a wonderful creation. Yeah, for me now. Um, I'm yeah, so glad they didn't go down just the route of Lady Loki. Um, yeah. That they could have done. She's um, she's a much better rounded character for me than it yeah. could have been if they'd just given us a female version of of what we know. Yeah. Um. So I'm glad about that. And then obviously we get the the reveal. Um. Of where we're heading. Does anyone else episode. get Doctor Doom vibes from that? A lot of what? people have said that it feels like Doctor Doom. It. There's I mean, all... it, it won't be. It absolutely no. won't be. But I really did think it like gave a. A Doctor Victor Von Doom feel. Yeah, I know some people said that. I think knocking around the internet, but it comes down. I think it's going to be. It has to be either Kang, given everything else it's set up, like the Quang and Renslayer, or the other thing we forget though. In the trailers, there's there's a shot of what we look like King Loki with his arms out wide in this big palatial room. So yeah. I'm starting to think that it is actually King Loki of some description. Maybe. Well, we've only got five days to wait. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> but we're not going to be gone for that long. We're going to have our Black Widow review, which I think we'll probably do at the same time as episode six, I would yeah. imagine. Yeah. And on Friday. So you'll get a couple of couple more episodes uh, this month. Um, and then What If is only three weeks away. And what a great trailer that was. Yeah, uh, just a shame certain actors declined to come back. Yeah, so sorry. Yeah. Um, at least one of them that was rumoured to have not come back has now confirmed that he has um, in Seth Green as Howard the Duck, yeah. uh, which was rumoured that he hadn't come back, but he has, he has since confirmed that he is um, playing Howard the Duck again, which wouldn't have made any sense if he didn't, because there's no reason for him not to. Mm. Um, yeah, because other than Family Guy, let's be honest, what else is he doing? Yeah, exactly. And voiceover work like that is you can pretty much knock out an episode in a day. Your voice work when it's one character. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit different when you've got A list stars that can't do it because the likelihood is that they're on set mm. a lot of the time. And I can understand that with, with people, certainly with people like Benedict Cumberbatch who we know is very difficult to nail down to do anything um, and has used stunt doubles in Avengers films because he couldn't be on set and things like that. Um, so the, I the one I, I am surprised about is Benicio Del Toro not mm. coming back, considering when you've got people like Frank Grillo, who has basically said he wants nothing to do with Marvel, mm. has come back and done his voice of Crossbones. <laughs> it, it's a, it's just a little bit strange that Benicio Del Toro hasn't come back. I think it was interesting they released the main trailer before Loki is finished because it kind of thematically fits in that same idea. Yeah. With the with the multiverse coming. And it's yeah. basically prepping us, I think, for the possibilities that, that may be coming ahead. Yeah. Deliberately launched that trailer this week, I suspect. Yeah. Uh, and it was wonderful to hear Captain Carter. <laughs> Can't wait for yeah, that one. Definitely. 
That's that's the one I'm looking forward to most. That and yes. uh, zombies. Yes, absolutely. Uh, See, I'm, I'm really a... looking forward to the Spider-Man one. Like any any chance to get some more Spider-Man content is yeah, just. Yeah, what did we? There's only like one shot of him, I think, in the trailer. Yeah. yeah and but... then my my best bit of that trailer though is Scott Lang's head in a jar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just random. Figure it was. Yeah, it's Scott that's in a in a jar for some reason. No idea why. Um, but yeah, so that uh, we're looking forward to that as well. So that'll be a, another run of episodes um, from next month um, in a similar vein to, to Loki and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. So. I'll have to go something to sort of keep up with the standards of the last two weeks of Loki. These last two episodes have been absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. We had that one week of, of dropped quality. Mm. Um but that's it. The rest of this series has just been superb. Mm. Um, by far, the, by far the best of the three for me. Um, and I can't see them spoiling that thought with one one more episode to go. Mm. Um, I've got no expectations. Uh, I don't know that much about Kang, so if he turns up, he yeah. does. If it's someone else, it is. The tough bit is avoiding that bloody promo trailer that keeps popping up on my YouTube page. Yeah, it, it, do you know what? I had that with Black Widow because I'd, I'd only watched the first trailer of Black yeah. Widow. I'd avoided everything. I'd avoided the TV spots, any interviews they'd done, everything. And I, and don't I put to... YouTube on the other day and bloody latest trailer popped up, didn't it? <laughs> I'm like, get off! It's out in two days. <laughs> um... But yeah, so that is episode five of Loki. Um, I think we can all say the, the standard is still high. Yep. Um, and just looking forward to that that final episode. So thank you for joining me again, boys. No problem. And we will see you for episode six next week. Good night. Night. See you somewhere down the road. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.